beautiful people. I hope you are well. I hope you are safe. I hope you're wearing your freaking masks, okay? Come on, that goes for you too, Australia. You can't sit this out now. Did you see what's happened in Melbourne? Bloody hell, people. Get it together. <sighs> okay, so hope you're all safe and well. So this week I've been doing a little bit of reflecting and I realized that uh, by me saying that this podcast is about my number one skill, I was a little bit... Uh, misleading. I think I need to do a retraction and we need to reassess my number one skill in life. And so I'm going to talk about it this week. So quitting now, number two, number one skill, procrastinating. Yes, this is something that I have done for many, many years that I have honed, that I have turned not into a skill, but a lifestyle. You know how they always say that when you do a diet, you need to actually not be doing a diet, but be making a lifestyle change. Procrastination is my lifestyle, I have come to realize. And I'm just embracing it now. I know that this is kind of a social faux pas and this is something that I should be aiming to quit. So this episode isn't really about, oh, I quit this or I quit this. This is about how I'm not going to quit procrastinating. Granted, I will make some adjustments to my procrastination so it becomes more productive. I'm also still already kind of a productive procrastinator and I'm going to explain exactly what I mean by that. But yeah, number one skill talked about this week because I'm not quitting it is procrastination. If you want a small example of procrastination, okay, so for the last couple of weeks, I have been watching my toenails. I've been watching them because I painted them and now I've slowly watched them grow out to the point where there is over a centimeter of growth on my large toenails and no toenail polish left on the other toenails. I'm sorry if you don't like hearing about toes, but that is just the facts. And I look at them every day and I know that they need to be done every day and I just kind of put it off. I'll go make a cup of coffee. I'll read a book. I'll go for a walk. I'll take the dog out, whatever it is. I'll always come up with all these different things of, oh, I'll just do this first. I'll do that first. And then it gets to be 10 o'clock at night and I'm already in bed. And it's like, well, I can't let my nails dry in bed. So small example, toes, painting my toes consistently so that they don't look hideous. Now, of course, for some of you, you're going to be like, why does that even matter? And obviously you don't wear sandals if you don't think that that matters. But bigger example, okay, something that's a little more significant in life. Let's think about work, work wise. Without deadlines, I will literally never finish anything. I think, oh, I really want to steer clear of self-diagnosing, but maybe someone out there when I say this will have an idea of what I'm getting at. But I get distracted super, super easily and I get distracted by other good things to do. So when I say that I'm not doing my reports, it's because I'm busy planning something or I'm moving things around, reorganizing things, having meetings, whatever it is. I'm doing something productive. I'm always working. I'm just not doing the thing that actually needs to be done unless it has a deadline. Like I need deadlines set by other people. I need external due dates. Otherwise, it's just not happening. I can come up with every excuse to not finish things. I start a hundred projects. I have a million brilliant ideas and how many of them do I ever actually follow through to a finalized product that I could present to someone? Uh, I think we're on episode six of this podcast. That's about it. Okay. And even this week's late and last week was late. And uh, this is what I mean. I don't have external deadlines. 
I'm I'm subject to my own irrationalizations. I no, not really ra- irrationalizations. I rationalize to myself. I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'll do it after this, or I'll just do this first, or I'll just spend, you know, all afternoon cleaning the bathroom from top to bottom, and then I'll reward myself. I'll just sit here on Instagram for ten minutes, and then fast forward three weeks, and I'm still not done. That's kind of my life. But yeah, for those of you that listen to my running episode, it's not like my procrastination is a surprise to you. You heard the story about how I trained for cross country. I did it the day before, up and down the driveway. Okay, so this is obviously something that's been with me since childhood. And now it's just, as I said, become a lifestyle. Now, uni was good for me. Uni was good for me because there was clear deadlines, clear due dates, clear expectations. You need to have this and this and this turned in by this day. Your exam is on this day. That was fine. I mean, I would obviously put my assignments off until the last week and then start them in quite a high stress state, (laughs) rushing through them, sending my mum panicked emails at two o'clock in the morning, hoping that she'd wake up at 5am like she normally did and see my email and proofread my essay before I got up at 7am and rushed across to campus to have my essay printed and submitted by 825. That was pretty much every assignment. And you may be asking why I got my mom to proofread my essays, because her grammar is flawless, flawless. But yeah, so uni was good for me. Any job that I've had where it's like, oh, okay, this needs to be done in this time frame. Like, I love those sorts of things. If you tell me I have to have this done by this date, I'm there. It'll be done. It'll be grand. It'll be wonderful. If you leave me to my own devices, we might run into a few problems. I think that's why hospitality was so good for me and I really felt like I did well uh, in that industry. I don't know if everyone I worked with felt that way because I could be a massive bitch sometimes. But as far as, okay, here is this customer, you need to do these things, they need to have it in this time frame, you know, you've you've got purpose. You've got like, I've got to have this done and this, this and this, nice and easy, okay, nice and direct. But this has also gotten in the way of like some pretty big decisions in my life because my procrastination is connected to fear and connected to anxiety and also connected to not really wanting to stick with things that I don't like. So there's kind of three parts to it. If I don't like it, I'm going to avoid it. If I'm scared of it, I'm going to avoid it. And it's, you know, fear, anxiety kind of go hand in hand. If I'm anxious about it, I'm going to avoid it for as long as possible. And that avoidance and that fear is definitely come into play when it came to trying to push myself into a career after uni and moving on from hospitality. I was so afraid that I wasn't going to make it in that career world that I just avoided it. I moved to London in order to, you know, get into the NGO field and ended up working in restaurants for two years and moving back to Australia because I just made up all these excuses as to why why I wouldn't be successful and why I wouldn't work and I just talked myself out of it all of the time. So my procrastination can be incredibly damaging when it's combined with fear and anxiety for sure. But there is this thing that I mentioned before, this productive procrastination that I feel does serve me in some ways. Like I said, I have a really hard time sticking with one thing for a long time, 
but I can kind of rotate through a number of things. So it's like, okay, well, I'll do this for a bit and then I'll move on to something else and then on to something else and then I swing back to it. So what I mean by productive procrastination is when I procrastinate, it's not really going to be me just sitting on the couch for six hours doing absolutely nothing but watching Criminal Minds. But I'm actually going to pick up the next thing that I need to be working on or something else that I need to be planning for or something else, you know, some other project or clean the house or work on the plants or whatever it is. I'm going to be doing something that needs to be done. For example, this holidays, I have a few projects. Number one, this podcast. Number two, I'm making jewelry, just playing around, making some earrings. Uh, then I have to plan for the upcoming year. I have a long list of books that I want to read and I have a couple of writing projects I'm working on. So what I seem to have found myself falling into is a pattern of when I'm done with one thing or when I'm over something, I'll switch to another thing. And so it'll be one of those projects that I'm doing. So when I'm trying to avoid doing my podcast because I'm stuck for ideas, I will make some jewelry. When I'm waiting for that set of clay to, to dry or the varnish to dry, whatever it is, I will then work on some of my planning for the upcoming courses that I'm doing. And then I'll move on to laundry in between or whatever it is, or I'll go for a bike ride or go to the beach. And so there are all these little things that I'll do and then cycle back through them. Does this help any one particular thing get done? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, yes, in some ways, but then there's a lot of unfinished things. I do this other weird thing where I'll read multiple books at a time and I don't, I don't know, it's kind of like watching TV, right? So you're not always going to watch the same TV show all of the time. Well, you might, I mean, thanks Netflix for, you know, binge life. But traditionally speaking, if we think of old school televisions and you've got different days of the week and you might be in the mood for a rom-com or you might be in the mood for a murder mystery or whatever it is, you're not going to watch the same thing all the time. And I kind of feel that way about books. But then I get myself in a position where I've got four books that I'm partway through and then I'm trying to decide which one I should read at which point and then I don't finish any of them. And oh, my Goodreads list. Oh, I was going to talk about goals this week and then switch to procrastination, but I'm so bad when it comes to my Goodreads goals of the year. You know, I'll always set it as, oh, I'm going to do a book a week. And so I'll set my 52 book goal and then I'll usually start off pretty good. I'll usually get the first four or five weeks down. Then after that, it's a lost cause. I end up changing my goal to like 20 books and I'm lucky if I hit that. Now for me, these things, like sometimes it annoys me and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I go through this phase where I'm like, no, I'm going to be productive and I'm going to get everything done. And then I'm just like, you know what? Embrace yourself. This is part of who you are. Um, but this drives Scott bonkers. Um, so my poor husband, Scott, he is what we'll call a procrastinator. Now, I don't know who coined that term, but I did see it in a TED talk once and I tried to find this TED talk again because it was oddly really encouraging as a procrastinator because this guy was talking about how there's two people in the world, either you're a procrastinator or a procrastinator. And if you're a procrastinator, just because you're not physically doing 
doing the thing that you need to do doesn't mean you're not mulling it over and thinking of it and planning it and whatever. And so he made me feel really good about myself, but I can't find the video again. So that's kind of pointless. Anyway, Scott is a procrastinator. He will get everything done early. When he was doing his grad program, no joke, he was about two months ahead of every assignment. As soon as professors would post the work, as soon as due dates were up, coursework was available, he did it like the day it came up. I've never existed like that in any of my schooling life. I famously handed in an assignment for English in high school in grade 10 a month late. Now, typically speaking, my procrastination doesn't turn into lateness. I actually don't know if I've turned in anything late since, but yes, procrastination, grade 10 English. Very sorry, Miss Schultz. But I, I'm not that kind of person that can be like, okay, this is my routine and this is my schedule and I'm going to do this for 10 minutes and this for an hour and this for half an hour and I'm going to do the same thing every day because that's what's productive and that's how I'm going to get these things done. I just can't seem to, to get myself into that kind of pattern. But I do identify with that idea of even though I may not be physically doing something towards the goal or the end goal, I am constantly thinking about it and mulling it over in my mind and working out the details and thinking, okay, well, when I do sit down and do this, I'm going to do this and this and this. So hopefully, oh, maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just, I'm kind of talking myself around and around in circles, aren't I? I'm like, yeah, this is something I'm not going to quit. It's part of who I am. It's my lifestyle. And now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe I should try to get a little more on top of things. I did try this bullet journal thing, hoping that it was going to help me be a little more organized, be more reflective of what I was getting done and when I was getting it done and how I was getting it done, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that lasted a month. I was actually kind of proud of myself for making it to a month because it's pretty tedious to sit there and record all these things. It's supposed to be like an easy way to do stuff because it's shorthand and you just like make these graphs and make these pages and just put dots next to these things. And I found that more annoying than actually just sitting down and writing in my journal. But I think one of the biggest things about procrastinating for me, and I think this is a little sadistic, but it's like I need the pressure to build to a certain point. And then once it's got to that point, I'm like, okay, it has to get done. It has to get done now. And that kind of gives me that push and that drive to actually get it finished. And before that point, it's hard for me to feel like, oh, this is really important. This is absolutely necessary and needs 100% of your attention. Because before it hits that, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll get to it, I'll do it, da 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 da. To be honest, I'm really curious about how many people consider themselves to be a procrastinator and how many people would identify with that idea of procrastinator, getting everything out of the way super early, always done on time, always time to spare, to look over things. I've just, I want to know where I fit in that realm of things. So I'm going to throw a link in my bio on Instagram and if you uh, feel like it, you know, take a couple of seconds, answer a couple of questions and I'm just curious to see how people identify themselves and if you feel like sharing even more of your relationship with procrastination or procrastination, feel free to send me a message and yeah, I think I'll follow this up. I think I'll give you guys a little update on the next episode about what percentage of my audience is procrastinating like I am. Now you'd think for taking a week longer than I should have to do this episode, it would be longer. I've just realized how 
short this is. I don't know. Did I talk faster than normal? I don't, I feel like I talk fast all the time anyway. Doesn't matter. That's pretty much it for now. I have to say this is getting kind of, I don't know. I don't know the next phase of the, of this podcast, because I feel like I just talk about obviously myself all the time. And I'd love to hear what other people have to say about quitting. If you have an experience of quitting that you would like to share, we could get on, have a conversation about it. If you're a person who has tips about not quitting things or has stories of like perseverance and endurance, yay, come on and talk to me about it. I'd love to learn from you, but I would also love to commiserate with those of you who are quitters like me. Uh, so if you're interested, hit me up, Instagram, Twitter, at Quit Shit Podcast. I'm going to keep trying to push myself to make this and to not give up yet. So thanks for listening. Have a great week and try not to quit too much shit. Shit.